0: Eyes peeled, everyone. Welcome to the Full Ten Yards Fantasy Football Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. You're joined by me, your host, David Davenport. Also in the room, we've
0: got Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Uh, really good, mate. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to, to this week. Uh, hopefully a bit better than last week. But I, I remember on the Saturday podcast, um, Saturday podcast, the, the podcast being on Monday, um, I said, oh, yeah, I was like three and t- ten, I think, or three and nine, I said on the podcast ended up after monday night football actually being five and six or something like that so I uh, had a had a good monday apparently decent decent
1: and how about yourself james are you okay
0: yeah
2: i'm good a little bit gutted with you know what's happened with the steelers game this week and how bye weeks and things have been shifting about but fantasy world's not gone too bad say so last week was a good week for me as well with a better than 75% hit ratio which on 30 odd teams is not bad going. So yeah, all is well.
1: Yeah, 75 percent even though you had two losses to my good self. That is uh, that is quite good. So <laughs>
2: you, you 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 were half of my losses.
1: <laughs> I'll take that indeed. And James, as you've just mentioned, the Titans and Steelers game has been rescheduled to Week Seven. And that is due to the fact that a number of the players in the Titans organization have tested positive for coronavirus. The NFL looked to postpone the game to uh, Monday or or even Tuesday, which would have been which would have been interesting. But uh, somebody has tested positive since the first batch, which has meant that it's just not feasible to play this week. And luckily, they've got the same bye week. So it has been rescheduled to week seven. So adjust your lineups, folks. Uh, This is an additional buy that we hadn't bargained for. So that is a game that is not happening this weekend. So Thursday night football saw a matchup between the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets. Both teams coming in at 0-3 and we couldn't really predict who was going to win this one. Uh, Jets were slight favourites, which which should surprise me. But the Denver Broncos ran out victorious in a 37-28 shootout. It was an interesting one. We saw Sam Darnold open up the game very early on. He was in every other game that we'd have ever seen. He'd have been sacked, but he managed to to wriggle out of it and scamper for a long 46-yard touchdown run. And it was just moments like that that we saw Sam Darnold could be the player that the Jets drafted him as. And it just goes to show that the quicker we can get him away from Adam Gase, the more chance that this guy has got as succeeding as an NFL quarterback. He reminds me very much as of Josh Rosen, somebody who was drafted high, but just never really got the right opportunity, never really got given the chance to succeed. So hopefully we can get him away from Adam Gase and give him the chance to succeed as soon as possible because I can't help but feel time is running out. There was that one play a little bit later on in the game as well where he he got sacked by seemingly nobody. He he had pressure, but he completely tripped over his own feet and, and fell to the ground of his own accord. And it, It's plays like that with Sam Darnold that we just start to think, Is he going to make it in this league? But Sam Darnold aside, we saw a good performance from Jameson Crowder, as expected. He is clearly the the number one receiving option there in New York. He had seven receptions for 104 yards. uh, No touchdowns, but still 17.4 fantasy points in PPR formats. Nevertheless, not much to talk about, Frank Gore. It pains me to see his rushing average as 2.3 yards per carry, but 30 yards off 13 carries is just not going to cut it. And I'm not even sure that's going to improve drastically once Levy on Bell returns to the mix because he clearly does not want to be in New York. And I would not be surprised to see him traded before the week nine deadline. On the other side of the ball, it was a better day for the Denver Broncos. Brett Rippian, he came in and he threw for 242 yards and two touchdowns. Although he did match that with three interceptions, which undid all of his hard work. So not a great fantasy day for Brett Rippian. However, his receivers were a beneficiary. So Jerry Judy, he had the two receptions for 61 yards and the touchdown. He's gonna he's gonna be great in this league. I can't wait to watch him progress. Courtland Sutton, of course, it was very disappointing to see him go out with his torn ACL, but that does now give Jerry Judy the the opportunity to step up and become the player. Uh, and of course, we saw him moss the ball, as the as the verb goes. Tim Patrick also grabbing six balls for 113 yards and a touch. But the fantasy MVP from this game is undoubtedly Melvin Gordon III. He had 23 carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And he followed that up with two receptions for 11 yards. It well, it was, it was, it was an okay fantasy day for Melvin Gordon until the, the fourth quarter where he was able to, to break away for a 43-yard rushing touchdown just to seal the game and seal the win for the Denver Broncos. But... What is going to change when Philip Lindsay gets back? That's the that's the question we've got to ask ourselves. Will Melvin Gordon still be touching the ball 25 times a game when Philip Lindsay returns? No. Could that be this weekend? Yes. So fantasy owners, are we trading away Melvin Gordon now or are we just going to keep on riding him and hoping that he's shown enough against a team that is is known for being able to, to stop the run? Are we going to be able to trust Melvin Gordon in weeks going forwards? but that was Thursday night football and we will now head into the weekend matchups. So Rob, would you kick us off please? Which game have you got a spotlight on this weekend? Which are you looking forward to the most from a fantasy perspective?
0: Well, I'm going to fast forward through the whole weekend and I'm going to head to to Monday night where we will have an absolute shootout at Lambo with the Green Bay Packers and Atlanta Falcons uh, and I am super stoked for it. Um The Falcons are currently giving up the most points, most fantasy points to quarterbacks and the third most points to wide receivers. We've got good news today that um, superstar wide receiver Devonta Adams had a practice today. He looks like he's going to be good to go on Monday, which is pretty good for them really considering they've got very limited options out wide. It's literally just him and um, um, MVS. Uh, Marquez valdez Scantlin. It's, it's basically just them two um i did have a flick through their depth chart earlier and found that the third wide receiver for the green bay packers is uh, a gent called malik taylor i believe bet you've never heard of him because i <laughs> certainly hadn't when i did my stat projections earlier today um because alan azar is obviously if you haven't heard uh, alan Azad is out um indefinitely he's had surgery This week, so it's just Devante Adams and and MVS against a a team that's given up the third most yards to the wide receivers. So, so for me, it's it's play both of them with confidence. Uh, Even MVS, I've got him down as uh, sort of sixty to seventy yards with a touchdown. So he's going to be good for fancy teams. Devante Adams is a top three wide receiver for me on the week, and Aaron Aaron Rodgers is uh, is my number one quarterback on the week because of the healthy matchup on a Monday. So if you've got your Packers, you're starting them, you're starting them all. Aaron Jones as well should have a good game. I mean, he's, he's blown the doors off the last few weeks. So yeah, I think I do believe if my memory serves me correctly, he is running back one on the season. So you are full systems go for all Packers in this game, but also, also on the other side of the ball, it, I think it's just going to be another shootout for Atlanta and it, you know, Calvin Ridley has practiced again. There was some injury report came out yesterday that he wasn't practicing, but he's practiced again today, so he should be good to go. Hudo you know, Jones has practiced today. He should be good to go. Matt Ryan likes to air it out. We know that. This has got fantasy game written all over. I think this is going to be the first one that I stay up for on Monday night um, because I think it's just going to be an absolute showcase. And I can't wait to start everyone.
1: 10-7 incoming, <laughs> it's always the case
0: <laughs> Yeah, you <laughs> <It's>
1: know <laughs> <like> <laughs> On paper, yeah, this game looks phenomenal uh, Atlanta, they are not an 0-3 team, the results have not shown So, But then again, Green Bay are in tremendous form Averaging uh, 40, 40-something points through the first three games And only two teams in NFL history have done that through the first three games, I believe So this has got the hallmarks of a fun one Although it is, it is something to keep out for the, the people on the, the injury report, uh, Ridley and Julio are still listed as questionable. So just got to bear that one in mind on Monday yeah. Night Football. You've got to have those players on your roster in reserve ready. And this is where it's just those little little tricks just to make sure that you've got Ridley or Jones in your flex position so that they can be swapped out. Just, but just make sure that you
0: have somebody ready to go if, it, uh, if it, either of those sit. It's an unfortunate miss. It's going to be unfortunate if they do both miss. Uh, if you've got one of them, because who are you going to be picking up? Uh, because obviously Todd Gurley's going to be owned. Uh, it, there's no one wide receiver wise left on the Falcons. There's no one really wide receiver wise left on the on the Packers. So I'm just trying to think who would you be picking up in that scenario. It's probably Brian Hill, I would guess, the running back from the Falcons, who's come in and and done fairly well. Todd Gurley is not impressed on the year. He's got three receiving. Uh, it's three receptions for three receiving yards on the season so um, yeah it could be Brian Hill is the guy that you, you plug in you flex if uh, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones don't play but like I said it's looking good they trained they practiced today uh, which is effectively their Wednesday isn't it if they're playing on uh, sorry their Thursday if they're playing on Monday um, so yeah I, I expect both of them to play to be honest
1: and um, we head over to Florida where the Los Angeles Chargers take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I, I'm going to talk you through this one So Rod Taylor is doubtful. Of course, he had the punctured lung with the team doctor puncturing his lung. So Rod Taylor is doubtful for this one, which means Justin Herbert will start. And already we have seen Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen go off because of the the targets they're getting from Justin Herbert. So long may that continue. Uh, I was getting quite worried about certainly Austin Eckler to start the season with his lack of involvement in the passing game. But now Herbert's in the mix. Uh, He is certainly cracking. Keenan Allen he is the most targeted player in the NFL and that includes a whopping 19 targets last weekend so I can't see any reason for that not to continue. Uh, Mike Williams is questionable so that's one to keep an eye on however I don't think that he is going to see be the beneficiary too much with with Justin Herbert under centre so fire at those. I want to see a little bit more from from Kelly just whilst the, the passing game is going I think the Chargers are going to be playing from behind quite a lot in this one once again. So it's not necessarily going to be the best game script for Josh Kelly. So I I'm not going to be in too much of a hurry to play him this week. I'm going to keep him under wraps until I see a bit more. And then on the other side of the football, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Godwin is doubtful, which means Mike Evans is go, go, go. He, what, What's going on with Mike Evans this season? He's just getting... All these ridiculous—he's getting the Leonard Fournette stat lines, as uh, as people like to say. With he had two, well, obviously it was uh, two two yards, two touchdowns last week for for Mike Evans, but I don't think that will continue for too much longer. I think he will he will go off. Uh, and Leonard Fournette, as I've just mentioned, he has been list, listed as out. I've seen uh, he, I've got him here was questionable on ESPN, but on NFL.com, I have got him as out for this weekend's matchup, yeah. which means it's radio time. Who would have thought it? What a roller coaster we've seen in the Tampa Bay backfield already this season. Rojo started, then London Fournette came in, and now Rojo seemingly has got the keys. So go and make sure that you've got Rojo in your leagues. I am starting him because it is pretty much uncontested uh, carries for him in that backfield. I don't think Lashawn McCoy is going to come in and do an awful lot. So yeah, start Rojo if you've got him, and then O.J. Howard's. I still just want Gronk to go away. Gronk started getting targets again. He got seven targets last weekend after we wrote him off and we said that he shouldn't be considered in fantasy world. So, again, I just want to see Gronk just completely fall off. I want to see OJ Howard get targeted more. There are better tight end options for you there this week. And then the quarterbacks, Herbert and Brady. I do want to start Herbert because... He is going to have to throw the ball in this one. Uh, the Bucs will get ahead, so Herbert is going to have to throw to compete. He will have a couple of mistakes in him. Uh, be prepared for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to, to get a pick or two, which is why I do want to start the, the Bucs DST in this one. And then Tom Brady, it's a it's a floor play. He, he's going to do okay. Uh, he's going to be a nice QB two in, in Superflex leagues, but I'm not, certainly not rushing out to to start him in anything else apart from that.
2: James, we flip over to you. Who've you got? I am going for the Saints at the Lions, the battle of two one and two teams. And who would have thought that at the beginning of the season for the Saints? Um, looking Detroit side of the ball first, they've got very few in the very little in the way of injury concerns, which is good news. Kenny Galladay is back, proved it last week, and now you know he's had an extra week under his belt, so he should be good to go. Um, it stunts my sort of feeling on Marvin Jones somewhat, so. Um, he's, he is a guy who has been sort of you know benched in a lot of teams, mine and others, that I've seen. Um, the Saints secondary is pretty good at the moment, and it's looking a bit more like a Golladay show. Um, the running back room is as messy as always, but we got a bit of clarity last week thinking that Adrian Peterson might well have basically got the lead role, and Swift and On Johnson are just sort of afterthoughts when you look at the stats but Detroit they could do anything they, they they have a habit of ruining running backs so they'll probably you know make all three irrelevant so keep an eye on that uh, Matt Stafford is you you know usable as a player as he always is just again almost a consistent basis really and um, TJ Hawkinson I Not really got much of an opinion on him this week. He's, again, if you have him, unless you have a better option, you play him. It's as simple as that, really. Now, on the Saints side, things are not quite so straightforward. Drew Brees is still there and still playing, but Michael Thomas has been ruled out again, officially. Jared Cook has now been ruled out officially. So you're relying on Trey Smith and Emmanuel Sanders, and possibly the rookie tight end, Adam Troutman. To be your receivers, so effectively it's the Alvin Kamara show. This um, Kamara is going to see a lot of receptions and a lot of touches. So if you have him, congratulations in advance, unless he gets injured. Uh, Touchwood, he doesn't. But um, yeah, Sanders has only just this last game kind of found the chemistry with Breeze, and I'm still waiting to see it blossom. So I'm still very cautious ever thinking about playing Sanders. Tricon Smith is definitely playable, sort of in a flex position, especially in the deeper leagues. Um, and even Latavius Murray is an option this week if they want to try spell Kamara a little more, if he's going to be used in the passing game a lot more as well. Troutman, I wouldn't want to risk at this point. I think Breeze is going to have to rely on Tracon Smith and Emmanuel Sanders a lot more. Uh, and for that reason, Breeze is actually you know, one of those players that I'm kind of against playing this week, even though Detroit is a juicy matchup, just running out of options. So, you know, you, you, the passes to Kamara, you've got to hope Kamara runs big for Breeze to get the points. So I'm a bit iffy on Breeze this
0: week.
1: And Rob, we flick back to you. Who have you got?
0: Uh, I am going to take a trip to a SoFi stadium. Have you seen that stadium, by the way? It looks amazing, doesn't it? It Well, I'd hope so for
1: $5 billion. Yeah, Fair point. Yeah, no, Uh, it, it does. You're right.
0: I uh, I'm going to go to Sofi to talk about the <laughs> the the lowly New York Giants. New York you're not having a good time of things in the NFL are you this year? Let's be honest. If you're from New York, you're not enjoying football at all. Um and they are playing uh, like I said at Sofi Stadium against the Los Angeles Rams. I like this game because I think it's going to be a blowout to the Rams. Um I stumbled across this when I was doing research for my injury report, which will be out tomorrow. Um, The New York Giants have got Julian Love and Jabril Peppers out for this game. Uh, Well, Julian Love's questionable, but they don't think he's going to play. Jabril Peppers is definitely out. So there's sort of two defensive secondary players that they've been relying on. They're out. That means for me that Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are just going to go absolutely freaking nuts. Uh, Cooper Cup across the middle of the field in the slot roll, uh, Robert Woods out wide. And I think they've got a good chance of both going over 100 yards this week. Um, I can see that happening. I think the Giants, um, yeah, are not going to be offering anything really. Uh, one thing I will say is in favour of the Giants, um, the Rams are giving up... Currently the ninth most points to tight ends um, on per game. So Evan Ingram could be a little spot start for you here. He could be used. They're going to probably be behind. They're going to have to throw the ball. Uh, Danny Dimes is going to have to work some magic if they're going to be in this game. So the two options that you're going to play from the from Giants, if you have to, is probably Darius Slayton and, and Evan Ingram. But other than that, it's pretty much a stay away. Uh, obviously, we know this, the the Rams' defense is pretty good, um, but no, it's all about the Rams for me, um, and I really, really like um, the running back there as well. And uh, his name escapes me for a second here. Sorry, it's late, Darrell Henderson. Thank you very much. That's me. that give it to myself. Um, <laughs> he had a great week last week. Over 100 yards. He looks like he's the hot hand. McVeigh hasn't committed to any of the backs full time, but he has said he ride the hot hand and. Quite clearly, Henderson's hand is smoking. Cam Akers has just been ruled out this evening. He won't play. Uh, Malcolm Brown is still dealing with a pinky. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, so it's all his. Um, I've got him as a top ten running back. So yeah, if, if it's me, I'm starting all my Rams. Jared Goff is a top five. Quarterback for me this this week. Daryl Hanson, a top ten running back, and Robbie Bobby Woods, Bobby Trees, and uh, Bobby Trees and Cooper Cup are both top ten wide receivers for me. So yeah, I'm all on the Rams.
1: And I've just seen the spread for this
0: one. It is
1: minus thirteen. That is oh. that just says how bad the Giants are right now. Um, yeah, considering it was. Um,
0: I'm taking that as well, by the yeah. way.
1: <laughs> Considering it was minus three for the for the 49ers last week, to then drop yeah. to minus 13. Uh, yeah, that's, oh. that's quite something.
0: Yeah. The Rams are not losing. If you're in Survivor Pools, this is your week for the Rams. They're, they're, I mean, they've I mean, been good anyway. They're, they look like quite a good outfit, but they're, they're going to smash the Giants.
1: Okay, and we head back east to Ohio, where we have got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is it. This is where Joe Burrow gets his first win of the season. And yeah, they are, they are favourites in this one, but I think it is going to be quite a comfortable victory for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars did not look good against the Miami Dolphins last week, and I can't imagine that they're going to look very good against the Bengals this week, which just makes that Colts win in week one even more uh, even more remarkable, Rob. Sorry for that low blow there. But Joe Burrow, he is going to get the ball. He is going to throw it a hundred times. Well, I'm not going to throw it a hundred times, but he's going to throw it many times again this game. And he's going to pick up. He's currently thrown five touchdowns, just one interception in his young rookie career. And I can't see that ratio getting any further apart. Gardner Minshew on the other hand, he had a bit of a bump back down to earth last week. I think he will improve on his performance, but uh, it still won't be the, the greatest of fantasy performances for Gardner Minshew and they will be thrown from behind. So he he is going to have to throw the ball, but it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be one to, to write home about. With the running backs, uh, James Robinson, he is legit. Play him where you've got him because he is just going to go and go and go. So wherever you've got him, the Jags are going to have to rely on him because he seems to be the only offensive piece that they've got at the moment. And on the other side of the ball, I think this is where Joe Mixon gets right. He's he's had a very slow start to the season. It's let's let's not say right as in he's, he's going to go off for of fifty fantasy points, but it's um, certainly better than what we've seen so far from him. I am starting him this week, which is going to be against what quite a lot of people are saying. And then in the receiving options, uh, John Ross was a healthy scratch last week, so I uh, I just went through all my rosters and cut him. Like it was surprising just how many rosters I had him in. He was one of my most rostered players headed into the season, and I just went through and cut him in so many leagues last week with him being a healthy scratch. Uh Tyler Boyd, he's he's looking good on the season. And I think he's gonna work well opposite AJ Green, who yeah, he's he's on target for a hundred and forty nine targets, I think I think he is so far. Um not a lot of receptions, mind you, but um, 600 odd yards, I think. But um, it's he, he is on he is getting the ball thrown to him. And if he can stay healthy, he is going to have weeks with those that upside as a, as a flex play. Uh, but Tyler Boyd, I, I can start him with confidence again this week. I think he he's only had the 230 yards and touchdowns on the season so far, but that will get better. And Keelan Cole seems to be the, the Jaguars' favorite passing option at the moment, but I'm still. I'm not over-impressed with what he's got so far. 148 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Again, I am not hurrying to put him into my starting lineup. So, yeah, I'm expecting quite a few points in this one. I think the Bengals will take it. I think Joe Burrow will impress us once again. James Robinson's my play. And apart from that, there's not too many other options that I want to go in there. But Joe Mixon will surprise people and he will have his... Semi-bounce back,
2: shall we say. And then finally, James, who are you taking us through? So this, I'm going for the Eagles at the 49ers. The 49ers' fourth straight game against a winless team. Albeit, bear in mind, in week one, everybody was technically winless. Um, so the Eagles, to start off with, they had, <laughs> say, in this week, they had 9 D- not practices and four limiteds, and a lot of those are now ruled out as well. So... JJ Osega-Whiteside, nope. Alshon Jeffrey, nope. Deshaun Jackson, nope. Dallas has got it, obviously, nope. So, uh, yeah, that is a depleted reception list. You've got Zach Ertz, and so we're down to Greg Ward, basically, being potentially relevant. If the rookie, uh, John Hightower, is able to play, he could be playable as well. But... Um, the 49ers are kind of stingy, uh, both in run defense and in passing defense. So Greg Ward is possible as a play, but really they're pinning a lot of their hopes on Zach Ertz and Miles Sanders. Um, it's very much looking like a Miles Sanders game. He's now off the injury report, so uh, he's good to play. Carson Wentz, I would want mm-hmm. to avoid. This could, this could even be a game where traditional Carson Wentz would get injured. Um, so goodness knows what will happen this time. Um, especially considering he's probably just going to have his eyes locked on Ertz all the time and that'll be it. Um, For the 49ers, it's probably slightly better news. Um, Let's deal with the bad stuff first though. Jimmy Garoppolo and Raheem Mostert officially ruled out for this week. So Nick Mullins will get the start at quarterback and Jarrett McKinnon will probably see the bulk of the work at running back. Um, But... It looks so. That'll obviously be Jeff Wilson backing him up as well. He had a decent week last week for fantasy, and I can see that happening again. To be honest, the, the Eagles haven't been the greatest defending both pass or run. To be honest, so Wilson could find himself in again. George Kittle is officially back and will be a heavy, you know, favorite to start and a heavy, you know, personal favorite in teams who have him. Uh, and half of the press, Debo Samuel looks like he will be playing this week, which alters my uh, you know expectations for the wide receivers immensely. Because previously it was Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne, but now with Debo in the mix, that sort of you know limits the value of those somewhat. I, I wouldn't would still worry. Say if those...
0: I wouldn't worry too much because Shanahan said that he's not going to be in in a big role. Well,
2: I was yeah. going to say that Ayuk is the one I would play because I agree. Yeah. It's probably going to be a bit of a decoy, but I think Bourne is suddenly—you know—he hes pretty much going to get given an ultimatum. Yeah, pretty much. So it's—it's <laughs> it's going to after this week, it'll be Debo and Ayuk together. But uh, Kittle will probably be the star of the show this week, I would imagine. albeit I'm sort of hoping it'll be McKinnon.
1: It's going to be incredible to watch just how they utilise Debo and Ayuk for the rest of the season now. We've said that Debo is probably not going to have the full workload this week, but with those two pieces in a Kyle Shanahan offence for the rest of the season, that is going to be an incredible one to watch. I think it's going to be a fantasy nightmare. There's going to be one week where... one. I think they'll flip between one goes off for thirty points one week and the other the other won't and stuff and it'll be uh, it'll be really difficult to, to call. So I think almost this is your last chance to to make use of Ayuk in that kind of sense where you can almost guarantee the, the production from him. Another weeks they will they will flip between the two as to back and forth as to which is going to be the one. But yeah, I can't wait. It's a 49ers prime time game, which means I will be falling asleep by about quarter past one. <laughs> As is the way. So I am going to throw something at you now that we've not done for a few weeks. It is well, it's not play your ADP, right? Because
0: poor James has nightmares still about that. <laughs> uh,
1: because obviously we're not in draft season anymore. However, it's the same premise. It's play your fantasy points through three weeks, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> So, we have got a list of players, according to Fantasy Pros, in their PPR scoring. There are 558 players listed in their fantasy points scored for the season so far. And it's simple. I will spin the wheel. It will land on a player. And then the next, you have to tell me whether they have scored, well, whether they will have scored more or less fantasy points so far this season. So... James, I'll let you decide if you want to go first or not, since you're still having nightmares from uh, when we last played this game.
2: (laughs) Can I defer?
1: (laughs) You can defer. So, Rob, I will spin the wheel. I will tell you who is up first, and then you will have to decide whether they have scored more or less fantasy points. At least it's easy this time. We're not having debates about which is higher, which is lower. There is a very very solid one. So, uh, first up is Jacob Johnson the New England running back, who has so far scored 8.7 PPR fantasy points. Rob, are you going
0: higher or lower? Uh, oh, God, this, I'm going to go higher.
1: You're going to go higher.
0: You are deferred already.
1: <laughs> and we've got Keelan Cole, the Jacksonville wide receiver, with 41.8 PPR fantasy points. Are you going higher or lower than 41.8? <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Lower. I have no idea. Lower.
1: You've gone for lower. And we have got Greg the Leg, who has got 25 points so far on the season. And I've just realised that I'm not keeping count. So you've had, um, yeah, three so far.
2: Two
0: correct calls. Two Two correct. Yeah. This is my third. Yeah, Okay. I'll go go higher than Greg the Leg.
1: And that is where you bust. We have got LaMichael Pirine, The Jets running back with six fantasy points. So, two to beat, James. Two correct answers to beat. Is
0: it two or three? I thought
1: it was three, wasn't it? Uh, You guessed.
2: You got your third one wrong.
1: Keelan Cole. Uh, You went from Jacob Johnson to Keelan Cole to Greg the Leg to LaMichael Pirine. All All (laughs) right. Come on, James, oh, this is your this bad. is your
0: time. This is your chance. Uh, so Get back at so
1: higher or lower than Michael P Ryan? Higher. You've gone for higher. I'll tell you what, this website with the amount of entries that I've put onto this spinny wheel, it's it's struggling. So I do <laughs> I do, I do I apologize believe. to wheel if your servers are currently <laughs> having issues, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we've gone for Nick Folk, the New England kicker, who has 21 fantasy points so far in the season. So, James, you've got one. You're halfway there. Are you going higher or lower? I'm going to go
2: higher again. Higher than 21 fantasy points. I can't even figure out where the midpoint is in this.
1: He sneaks through by the skin of his teeth. It is Chris Boswell, the kicker in Pittsburgh, with 23 (laughs) fantasy points. So you've scraped through, and to take take the week, are you going higher or lower than twenty three?
2: Oh,
1: can uh, uh, higher again? It was that close, and that's where we tie. We've got <laughs> Travis Homer, the Seattle Seahawks running back, with six point three fantasy points. So we've got a tie. So um, James, carry on, and then uh, Rob will will come back into play. So okay, higher again. Okay, you've gone for higher than Travis Homer. Who is starting running back for my loser league team, by the way. (laughs) And there we go. Miles Sanders, Philadelphia running back with 34.8 fantasy points. Are you going higher or lower? Lower. He's going for lower than 34.8. What have we got? It's (laughs) Deontay Burton, the (laughs) Dallas wide receiver who is yet to register any fantasy points. So...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Has it counted targets in this 550? (laughs) It
1: must have done. Uh, Yeah, so he he is listed in the uh, fantasy pros rankings.
2: (laughs) Am I about to get asked? uh, Do you want higher or lower than nil? Uh, You are, and I will give
1: you. I will cheat a little bit and just let you know there is one player who qualifies for lower. Um, But there, there are. um, multiple who've got zero so if you if you if,
2: it, if it's somebody who's zero you bust as well so oh okay well well higher obviously
1: <laughs> if this is uh, a zero if this is tim boyle now who is coming and knelt for <laughs> aaron rogers then uh, no it's joey <laughs> it's joey sly carolina kicker 32 fantasy points are you going higher or lower than 32 from joey sly Lower you're going lower than 32. We have got oh, Brett Ripien, the quarterback, oh and that's close. Uh, this mustn't include last night's fantasy points because he's registering as 1.1 in one matchup. So
2: we got 16 ish last night. So,
1: so you're still, you still, I oh, would
2: still have gone scraped it, but it's are we using 1.1 here? Well, no, because it was 32
1: for Joey Sly.
2: Oh, sorry, yeah. I mean for Rippey for the next one.
1: <laughs> I'm ah, getting okay. ahead of myself. I'm, right, enjoying, yeah. I'm
2: enjoying this all of a sudden. <laughs> uh,
1: no, fantasy pros, uh, the wheel of names dictates all. Uh, 1.1 fantasy points for Brett Rippey. And, uh, just bear that in mind. If Well, you, you can't predict He's going to. You're not going to guess Melvin Gordon, are you? That would be incredible if it was. But Rob, are you going higher or lower than 1.1? Still me, isn't it? <laughs> no, you bust. Did he go lower than? Yeah, I said lower. Yeah, he than went lower. Said. he went I yeah. apologise. Yeah, yeah. Crikey. That's, sack. that's where the misunderstanding sack, came from. Sack the game show host. Um, higher or lower than 1.1? 1. 1. Higher. Okay, it is the Chicago DST with 19 fantasy points. So, James, on a bit of a roll at the moment, are you going higher or lower than the Chicago DST? Lower. You're going lower than 19. And it is... Logan Thomas, the Washington tight end, who currently has 27.4 fantasy uh, yeah. points. So you are bust. And Rob, we welcome you back in. Are you going higher or lower than
0: 27.4? Lower, please. We're going lower
1: than 27.4. Okay, we spin. Who's he going to land on? It is Brandon Powell, the Atlanta wide receiver with 5.7 fantasy points. Rob, higher, please. You're going higher than 5.7. Oh, I really hope we get to see Tim Boyle. That would just be incredible. <laughs> it is the Pittsburgh Steelers DST with 28 points. Are you going higher or lower than that?
0: Let's go higher. Let's, let's, let's change it a little bit. Let's Spice go higher. it up a little bit. I need a wide receiver here. Come on. Give Come me a on, wide Tim receiver. Boyle.
1: No, it is the Detroit Lions DST with five fantasy points. <laughs> so, James, you can bask one. in all of your glory. You are the current lead on play your current fantasy points through three weeks. Right, champion.
2: That's that's the sound of someone who's more relieved than overjoyed.
1: (laughs) So, uh, nice short podcast for you today. So make sure you head over to the Full 10 Yards Twitter and website so you can check out all of the content that we've going up ahead of the games. We have got starts, sits, we have got injuries, we have got rankings, everything in one place that you need. So that is www.fulltenyards.com and also at F10Y Fantasy. Rob, where can we find you on the old Twitter?
0: Uh, you can find me at Um Injury report coming out for you tomorrow and rankings will be out uh, sort of early doors on Sunday. Um, there's some corkers in my rankings this week. So uh, so look out for those.
1: And James, how about yourself?
2: As always, at NFL Hype Train. Indeed. And make sure you
1: keep your eyes peeled for Monday or Tuesday when the NFL Hype Train segment drops for all of your waiver wire pickups and streaming options. I've been David Davenport. You can find me on Twitter at Dav underscore F10Y. Thank you very much for listening and keep those eyes peeled.
0: You've been listening to the full 10 yards fantasy podcast. You can find us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy and over on our website, www.full10yards.com, where we cater to all of your American football needs from NFL general, fantasy football, college football, and even Britball. Thanks for listening, and remember, folks, keep those eyes peeled.